Welcome to the Mamas in Midlife podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and today I'm going to be talking about my story of healing. Welcome, everyone. I'm glad that you've joined me back for another episode of the podcast. So in the past few years, there have been a couple of times that I've had the thought that I needed to to share my story, the story of how I've gotten to where I'm at in this point in my life, and more importantly, the story of healing. It's a story I do not share very often, or if I do, I might share like a very small segment of it. I find myself even hesitant now to share it, yet I realize that I appreciate so much when I get to hear other people's stories and also that it's, it can be so connecting. I think it's also helpful for those that listen to my podcast to know more about me and why I do the work that I do related to mental health therapy and the contributions that I make to help others through this podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and share my story with you. Um, it starts with my mom and dad, and they met when they were in college. They both were great people with some really great attributes. They were also two people who struggled with addictions to alcohol and mental health related issues. My mom also dealt with addictions to um, other substances. I don't know if they knew the history of each of their families before getting married, but there was a history. There was substance abuse on both sides of their family. And I've learned about this over the years because I've asked questions and I genuinely wanted to understand addictions and the way that addictions, how addictions work in families and that oftentimes it can go back for generations and also that the mental health related issues go back for generations. And there's often, you know, that connection. So my parents had two children. I was the oldest, and then I have a sister that's three, year, three years younger than I am. And my parents were married for a pretty short period of time. They separated and then later divorced when I was three, and my sister was a baby. I don't remember a lot of those younger years, except that I was living with my mom, and we would go and visit my dad. I remember it being so fun when my dad would pick us up for a visit because we would go to parks and we got to just play with him. It was great. That was like my memory of getting to spend time with my dad. So my dad later remarried when I was probably an older preschooler or young elementary age and his new wife did not like my sister and I very much. I'm told a story of me throwing a fit in a store when I was with my stepmom. I guess it was like an all-out tantrum, like me throwing myself on the floor. So maybe that's why she didn't like me very much. Um, my mom also remarried in my elementary years to a man that had two older children. It seemed like they were pretty happy, at least from my perspective, until one tragic day. He, my mom's second husband, was a police officer, and he was shot in the jaw with a shotgun one night while working a graveyard shift. He was shot by a teenager who was doing the shooting as part of the gang initiation. My stepdad survived, 
Yet his post-recovery, which entailed many surgeries, I think probably sent my mom into a tailspin. I remember after that time, there being a lot of turbulence in the home. And my sister and I spent a lot of time on our own, trying to take care of ourselves the best that we could because my mom was coping with alcohol. We would, we would still go and have visits with my dad. And he usually took us for just an afternoon because of the situation with his wife who didn't like us. But for me, it totally worked because we got to spend time with just my dad and he would totally spoil us. And it was amazing that time with him. At this time in my life, I also had some really great people who were very good to us. My maternal grandmother, she was a saint. She would often come to my house and pick up my sister and I, and she would bring us to her home. Her home was a sanctuary for me. She always had homemade bread that we could toast and slather lots of yummy butter on. It's one of my favorite memories. She also had an orchard. Um, she didn't have a really large lot, but for whatever reason, she had an orchard with lots of citrus trees. And my favorite thing was to go out in the backyard and I'd pull lemons off the tree. I'd come inside and I'd cut them in half. And then I would dump a bunch of salt on them and I'd scrape the lemon out with my teeth. It was one of my favorite things. It was so good, but I'm sure it was terrible on my teeth. So when we would go to my grandma's house, sometimes we would stay the night. And I remember she would read to us and she would tickle our backs. And I felt so loved. We also had aunts and uncles that were really, really good to us. And again, I felt loved by all of them. So with my mom at that time, when we were living with her, she got to the point where she couldn't take care of my sister and I any longer. She was also getting a divorce from her second husband. So one of my sweet aunts and uncles had said that my sister and I could come live with them. They were a really young couple at the time and they had just their first baby. And I'm sure it wasn't easy having these two younger girls come and live with them, but they did. They took us in and they loved us. And again, they were a shelter from the storm of my life. During this time as well, my dad was getting his second divorce from his second wife. And eventually, after about a year living with my aunt and uncle, we were able to go and live with my dad. The summer that I went to live with my dad was amazing. It was just him and my sister and myself. And I remember him taking us to the grocery store and he'd let us pick out things that we wanted to buy, like sugar cereal, which I thought was amazing. And that we were just so lucky that he was spending this time with us and that he would spoil us. Um, he was also, he was a school teacher during the school year and during the summers, he would coach swim team at a local pool and he also worked as a lifeguard at that pool. So what we got to do was go and hang out at the pool all summer. And that was so fun as a kid to be able to do that. So after, not long after we had gone to live with my dad, my dad remarried again to a woman who had a son who was four years younger than myself. And then later they had a baby boy together. Life felt a little bit more stable during at this time. This was as I was entering into junior high and my teenage years. 
And so it felt, you know, I felt some stability, but I still had the impact and the effects of my earlier childhood and the toll that that had taken on me. The way that this started evidencing itself, the toll that it had taken on me, was I really struggled with friendships. And I also found myself looking for relationships with boys. Gratefully, I did not have many opportunities. Well, I didn't have any until later in my seat. We'll talk about in a minute. But I didn't have opportunities for boyfriends like I saw some of my friends having. As boys just didn't seem too interested in me during those years. And later on, I was able to recognize that that was actually a blessing that boys weren't taking an interest in me because that was definitely not what I needed. I remember during my high school years struggling with suicidal thoughts, but I never took action. And I eventually decided I needed to tell my dad about these thoughts and he did the right thing. He got me into counseling. My senior year in high school, I did have the opportunity to date a guy who had a really amazing or a great impact on me. I learned from him what it was like to be in a caring relationship, one in which he listened to me and I felt heard. He was one of the few people I shared my childhood with, and I was able to do so because I felt safe and I felt like I could be vulnerable with him. We dated my entire senior year, and I loved that opportunity to date him and be able to see what it was like to be in a good relationship. After my senior year, though, the relationship ended. He still had a year of high school, and he wanted to date other people, and I was going to go to a local community college. We did stay in touch, though, and he always had a special place in my heart. So as I went to college, I continued to struggle with friendships and with relationships. I found myself that I kept looking for a guy that I could date and that would, quote, make things better. I, at that time, really believed if I met the right guy, we could get married and then the pain of my childhood would go away. I had no idea that this would not solve or fix the pain so I continued to search and I failed at relationships. One thing though that stayed a constant in my life as I grew up was religion. I had come to love going to church and I felt accepted by the people in my congregation. I also felt something powerful when I went to church that I later learned was God's spirit. Because of my strong desire to learn about God and Jesus Christ and then my desire to serve them, I decided when I was 21 years old that I wanted to serve a church service mission. What that entailed was leaving my home and going to another place for 18 months, and I did it full time. The area that I was serving in and that I was assigned to was in areas within Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Missouri. It was during this mission that I came to learn about how much God loved me and how he had been a protector during my childhood. He also, I also saw that he loved others and I was privileged to witness his influence in the lives of others. It was a profound time of growth for me. 
before leaving on this church service mission, my dad shared with me that he had been struggling for years with alcoholism and that he was finally getting help. I was shocked when he told me this news. I knew that my dad drank alcohol, yet I he didn't demonstrate the kind of crazy behaviors that I'd seen with my mom related to her drug and alcohol addictions. So it was hard for me to believe that he had, quote, an addiction. He, he still led a normal life, or I guess what I call a normal life. He still went to work and he seemed to be able to function. Of course, now looking back, I can see how the addiction had impacted him at that time because he was really disconnected from us. I didn't realize how disconnected he was until years later, my dad and I became very connected and it was during his recovery that I could see how he was able to have connections with me. To this day, my dad has lived in sobriety for 28 years, and he's been very active in Alcoholics Anonymous. I've have, I have so much respect and admiration for his efforts to fight an addiction that had previously consumed his life. It hasn't been easy for him to be in recovery, yet he has learned to, as they say in AA, quote, deal with life on life's terms, end of quote. Unfortunately, my mom did not improve in her addictions as my dad had. The grips of addictions continued to plague her life, and when I was 27, she died of a drug overdose. I mourned. I was saddened by the death, but not ent entirely surprised based on the way her life had gone. I mourned, though, the life I did not have with my mom and that I would not have a mom to share motherhood with. I also mourned that my children would not know my mom, their grandmother. So back to me serving a church service mission. After I returned from this mission, I was able to reconnect with my high school boyfriend, and we realized that we still had feelings for each other and that we wanted to date. It didn't take long, and we were engaged and married about five months after I returned. I was elated to marry him. To this day, marrying him was one of the best decisions I've made in my life. I thought that I could escape my past by marrying someone wonderful. I did marry someone who was wonderful, but I did not escape my past. I struggled with self-esteem perfectionism, negative self-talk, and the inability to deal with and process emotions. I believed I was supposed to be happy and joyful all the time, and I would be really hard on myself if I experienced negative emotions. When I experienced negative emotions, I thought something was wrong with me. My husband was very kind and patient with me in what I view to be many of the weaknesses that I had. We had the blessing of having and raising four children. I was a good mom who deeply loved her children, but I didn't know how to parent at times and learned through the school of hard knocks how to be a better mom. I also didn't know that it was okay to take care of myself while being a mom. 
I thought that being a good mom meant I was constantly sacrificing myself for my family. But this only left me feeling drained and frustrated. I continued to struggle with building relationships with other women and found that I constantly compared myself and I felt inadequate many a lot of the time. I didn't realize how much I needed help, but I really did need it. I was familiar with Al-Anon, which is a self-help program for those that have been affected by someone's drinking. I had been a few times over the years, but the program never stuck for me. I never really felt like I wanted to continue going and didn't feel like it was the right thing for me. Yet after being married for 16 years, I found myself feeling really desperate for help. And at my dad's encouragement, I decided to try Al-Anon again. This time, I was ready to work the program. I attended weekly meetings, I got a sponsor, and I worked the 12 steps. This is when I truly began to heal. After a period of time, I also decided to return to school and get my master's degree in social work. I was beginning to see how my path in life and my recovery was the exact experience I needed to prepare me to later do the work that I now do in mental health therapy. For many years, I viewed the way that I grew up as shameful. I did not want anyone to know, yet it was what I needed to experience to be who I am today and to do the work that I do. My healing has improved what was already a really good marriage and I have amazing relationships with my children. The only factor that changed in all of this was me. I was willing to recognize I had some problems and I was willing to get help. So I share this story today, the, the story of healing, because there's some significant lessons that I learned. And here's what they are. The first, the importance of loving myself and that my needs matter and that I'm the best one to meet my needs. I don't have to look to other people to validate me or to provide for my needs. I can do that for myself. I also learned that I didn't need to be ashamed of my past, that it did not define the person that I am. Also, I learned that I could heal from my past and that my past was a great teacher. It was the preparation that I needed to be able to do the work I do now. And I can see the significance of what I learned and how it can help me now with the people I work with. And then another learning point was the importance of getting help and learning skills to manage and process emotion and learn about the power of managing my thoughts. I know now looking back that some of the problems that I struggled with was because I didn't know how to manage all the emotions I was feeling. And once I started learning how to do that, it was a significant teacher for me and there were significant changes that happened. I also learned that I had a lot of negative self-talk that was going on in my mind. And so once I became aware of all of the thoughts that were happening, it helped me to examine them and also it helped me to see what thoughts I wanted to keep. Kind of some of the stuff I've been talking about on this podcast, but it was so significant and life-changing for me. I am so grateful for the experiences I had 
and I'm amazed that I can now say that. My life experiences have truly made me into the person I am today, someone that I'm happy to be. If any of what I've shared today has connected with you, if there are things from your past that are still plaguing you, please be willing to reach out and get help. There are so many resources and there is healing. Also, if you've been enjoying listening to this podcast, I would greatly appreciate you leaving a review in the Apple podcast review section. And also, if you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Mamas in Midlife, M-A-M-A-S in Midlife at Instagram. I will see you next week on the Mamas in Midlife podcast.